Luke 17, 11 to 17, and it's titled, Jesus Heals Ten Men with Leprosy. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus travelled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Let's pray before we get into God's word. Father God, we pray that you would guide us this morning as we spend time in your word. We pray that your spirit uh, would open our eyes, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. We pray that you would uh, encourage us, challenge us and work in us this morning, Lord, through your spirit. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Not all that long ago, there was a time when anyone who had Victorian number plates on their car were avoided like the plague. The campgrounds in town were closed to uh, just to stop travellers from Victoria coming through and camping in our town. And people were genuinely on edge whenever they were able to identify someone who had come up from Victoria. At the time, there was very little COVID-19 in New South Wales and the cases in Victoria were on the rise, not unlike right at the moment. And so those from our neighbouring state were not welcome for fear that they could spread the virus. I remember thinking how strange it was that people were so anxious that people from our neighbouring state were right here in our town. But at that point, when New South Wales had very few COVID cases and the numbers were exploding in Victoria, well, anyone who was suspected of travelling up from Victoria was instantly shunned. They were outsiders and they really weren't welcome here. Well, in this morning's passage, we read about someone just like that. This man had leprosy, a horrific skin disease. It was infectious, it was painful, it caused the loss of limbs and it had all sorts of health implications. Those days, lepers were literally avoided like the plague. They were required to isolate and live as outcasts outside of the towns and cities, unable to see loved ones or even go to essential services for their needs. And if anyone approached them, they had to cry out, unclean, unclean. Among the Jews, it was assumed that those who suffered this debilitating condition, well, they must have committed some sort of horrendous sin to be afflicted with such a condition. And to make matters worse for this poor man, he was a Samaritan, which according to the Jews is far worse than from being from Victoria. 
The Jews and the Samaritans had been in a long and bitter feud. They absolutely hated each other. And most of the Jews and Samaritans had been in this feud for so long that they didn't even really remember why. But as Jesus heals this man both physically and spiritually, he brings someone who was an outcast, who was an enemy of God and his people, into relationship with him and into his kingdom. And we were just like Victorians or Samaritans. We were once outsiders. We were once outside of God's kingdom. And yet through faith in Jesus, he has brought us in. Has he made outsiders and enemies of God like us his people? And to do this, he even gave us the faith we need to become a part of his kingdom. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. If we have faith in Christ Jesus, if we have hope beyond the grave, if we have experienced freedom from our guilt and shame, it's all because of the mercy of Jesus. Whereas he took outsiders like us and brought us into his kingdom, into his family, to become sons and daughters of the living God. As Romans 5.8 says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When Christ brought us into his kingdom, we were not only outsiders, we were enemies of God. We were wanting to be separated from God. And yet because of his love for us, he brought us into his kingdom. As this morning's passage begins, Jesus is continuing on his way to Jerusalem and ultimately to the cross. But in this part of his journey, he was travelling between Samaria, which is obviously Samaritan, uh, occupied, and Galilee, which is where the Jews lived. This was a very volatile area for Jesus to be travelling through between Jews and Samaritans. And as Jesus was going into a village, we're not told whether it was a Samaritan village or a Jewish one, a group of 10 men with leprosy came out to see him. Now, people with leprosy, well, they weren't allowed in the towns and villages. That's why they met Jesus so urgently as he made his way into the town. And they weren't allowed to come near, and so they stood at a distance, quite a way away, and they cried out with a really loud voice. And they said, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Now, we're not told how these men knew that Jesus would be able to save them, but somehow they must have heard of some of his miracles in the past. But all 10 of these men believed that Jesus was able to heal them because as lepers and outsiders, they never would have drawn near to anyone, even this close, without it being something very, very important. And so Jesus said to them, go, 
show yourselves to the priests. Now, this is very strange. Notice how Jesus doesn't approach them here. He didn't lay hands on them. Jesus does this healing from a distance, which is very different to the way he healed the leper in Luke chapter 5. In Luke chapter 5, he laid hands on the leper, not being afraid of his leprosy at all, and the man was instantly healed. But here, the men are told to go and show themselves to the priests, and they were healed on the way. Jesus told them, as I said, to go and show themselves to the priests. Because of their leprosy, these men were considered to be ritually unclean. They were excluded from the temple and from fellowship amongst God's people. Everyone avoided them like they were from Victoria. Leviticus chapter 14 tells us that it was the job of the priests to check whether they had actually been healed or not and to perform a whole heap of arduous ceremonies in order to cleanse them, in order to officially make them clean in the eyes of the law. These ceremonies were done over an eight-day period until that person was finally considered clean enough that they could be presented with their offering to the Lord in the temple of the Lord. Going to the priests and being declared clean wasn't a simple or quick process. And until they were considered clean in the eyes of these priests, well, they weren't allowed to participate in the regular happenings of their community. They had to self-isolate. They had to remain isolated from society and from their loved ones. So it's easy to see why these men would have been eager to begin this process of of cleansing, even after they realised that Jesus had healed them. With 10 men walking along on the road together, it's not hard to imagine that they would have noticed the appearance of each other changing as the leprosy left them. But as they realised what had happened, and no doubt rejoiced, only one of them turned back before going to the temple. This man came rushing back to Jesus and he was praising God with a loud voice so that everyone could hear him. More than just this man's leprosy had been healed. The Samaritan came and threw himself at Jesus' feet. I imagine this is a bit like a baseballer sort of slides in to home base with all of their might before they get out. Before, this man was an outcast. He could only approach Jesus from a distance. This time, he couldn't get close enough. Before, he was an outcast and an outsider from everyone's perspective. But now, he had been brought near. Once he was at the foot of Jesus, he gave thanks to Jesus for what Jesus had done for him. And as Jesus stood there, well, Jesus looked around and said, we're not ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Now, clearly Jesus knew that all ten of these men had been healed. 
And so these seem to be rhetorical questions. Many of these, many of the nine, if not all of those who were healed, were Jews, people from God's chosen nation, who sadly made the choice to go to the temple as their priority. Now, the reason I say that's sad is because they desired to be seen as clean in the eyes of the law more than clean in the eyes of Jesus. Rather than going back to Jesus and kneeling at the foot of Jesus and giving him praise like the Samaritan did, they went to the temple in order to be declared clean. It was a higher priority to them to be declared clean in the eyes of the law and in the eyes of their culture than it was to be declared clean in the eyes of Jesus. Jesus said to this Samaritan, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Which could more literally be translated, rise and go, your faith has saved you. The word used here in the original language literally means to save. It refers to salvation rather than just his healing. This man who was a leper, who was once avoided by everyone for like the plague and looked down on by the Jews for being a Samaritan, had been reconciled to God through faith in Jesus Christ. He who was once an outsider had been brought near. Now, we're not told what happened to the other nine in these verses. We know that they were healed, but apart from that, we don't know anything else about them. Maybe they went to the priest eager to be cleansed and reunited with loved ones. Maybe after they went home, they got so quickly caught up in their daily lives that they forgot all about what Jesus had done. Maybe they left Jesus feeling as though they had only gotten what they deserved, believing that they deserved this healing as descendants of Abraham. Whatever happened to them, after they were healed, Jesus' comment in verses 17 and 18 makes it clear that they did not have the same faith as this Samaritan. They undoubtedly trusted that Jesus was able to heal them. After all, they did start on their way to the priest before they were healed. But did they have faith in Jesus to save them? The nine thought that their greatest need was to have their leprosy healed. They were descendants of Abraham, it seems. And as far as they were concerned, God already loved them. And they were already a part of his kingdom from their perspective. And so they went to the temple for approval instead of wanting to find approval from Jesus. They went to the temple to be, to be declared clean instead of wanting to be declared clean in God's eyes. As important as their physical restoration would have been to their daily lives and to their health. As long as they did not have faith in Jesus to save, they were separated from God. And in reality, they were the ones on the outside, even though they claimed to be on the inside. 
These verses are teaching us that God doesn't show favoritism. These verses, it's a, it's a foreigner. It's a stranger to God's promises that is brought into God's kingdom through faith in Jesus. This man was alienated from everyone because of his leprosy and separated from God's people by birth. But through faith in Jesus, he was healed of his leprosy and brought into God's kingdom. Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 to 22 says, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behaviour, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. This morning, we are being reminded that it is not by birth that anyone enters the kingdom of God, nor is it by anything we have done, but solely through the completed work of Christ on the cross. Colossians 1 says that we were enemies in our own minds. And it says that because we chose to rebel. We chose to live our own way and for our own glory instead of for his. But in his great mercy, in his incredible love for us, God chose to bring us to himself. He not only gave us the way of salvation, but he gave us the faith to trust and believe in his way of salvation. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5 says, Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even while we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Apart from God, we weren't just sick like we had leprosy. We were spiritually dead and through the gift of faith, Jesus has made us alive again, alive in him. Now, some of us may be feeling as though we are still an outsider this morning, alienated from God or at least unsure about our salvation. If that's you, then this morning's passage is encouraging you to remember that through Christ, God has forgiven and brought near those who were once far off through faith in Jesus. And everyone who trusts in Jesus' power to save has been brought into God's kingdom. Jesus declared to this Samaritan, this foreigner and stranger, that his faith had saved him. Now, of course, it wasn't his faith in and of itself. It was the fact he had faith in the only one who has the power to save. If you have faith in Christ's perfect life lived and his death on your behalf, then you have faith in Jesus. You are no longer alienated from God, but are now members of God's kingdom. If you've been a believer for a long time, it's easy to forget that we too were once alienated from God. 
And it's easy to go about our day-to-day lives and to forget to give thanks and praise to our Saviour. When we forget how guilty we are before God and that even the best of our works, even our most servant-like works are not able to measure up to Christ's glory, then we realise how amazing the mercy that Christ has given us really is. Over the past past few months, even, even the last couple of years, we've all experienced stages of isolation and separation. And so we can imagine some of what the daily struggles of these lepers might have been like. And so as God's people, having been brought near to God and to each other through Jesus, may we make every effort to encourage each other and build each other up, not allowing divisions to come between us because Christ's work on the cross was to unite us in him to unite us through faith in him, apart from our works, so that no one can boast. This morning we have been reminded that it is only through faith in Jesus that we have been saved. Saved from the guilt of our sins, past, present and future. Saved from the fear of death and from God's judgment. So as those who are once far off, may we, like this Samaritan, give our Saviour the glory, honour and praise that he deserves for the mercy we have received through Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we give you the praise for you have saved us apart from ourselves. You loved us so much that you sent your one and only son into the world that even though we constantly rebel against you, we constantly live our own way, you continue to show us mercy every single day through the work of Christ Jesus. Lord, help us to have faith in him. Lord, We believe, help us in our unbelief, that we might have faith like a mustard seed, that we might continue to grow in our trust and our dependence of you. And Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.